EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This time on KB Cabaret, we present special recordings taped live at Porchfest with Jeannie Burns and Burns and Christy. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, For the past 20 years, my three girlfriends and I meet every Tuesday in different restaurants throughout the region. It's all in great fun and we get along fine. However, Janice, one of the girls, has developed a strange habit we have difficulties in addressing. When she eats soup or mashed potatoes, well, she takes out her teeth. You heard me, yes. She takes out her teeth. Now, she does use a cloth napkin when laying those choppers on the table, but really, Granny Ada, we all try to look the other way. When there is meat or anything that needs more chewing, she pops those babies back in her mouth and then proceeds to gnaw with her mouth wide open. My girlfriends and I have discussed this matter, and we don't know how to confront this, frankly, nauseating subject. What should we do? Signed, Gagging. Dear Gagging, how delightful. An old fool whipping out her choppers for the world to see. Obviously, they can't be a good fit. She's having eating problems and taking dentistry into her own hands. She must have gotten the Kmart special or found them at the dollar store. Well, regardless of the price, the three of you must talk directly with your friend. Ask her what she would do if the waiter took her teeth accidentally from the table and threw them out. Or... What if someone put their elbow through the uppers and the lowers? 
Someone may have to get a rabies shot. All kidding aside, this is a serious issue. Have her get a doctor's checkup. Take her to a good dentist, making sure she's all right. It could be as simple as an adjustment of the dentures, or it could be as complicated as onset dementia. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada. And gentlemen, Parlor City Chef Extraordinaire on FaceTime calling me from Naples. No, dear, not anymore. I left a few days ago because I was invited to the Venice Film Festival. What? <laughs> really? Yes. It is called Mostra Internazionale d'Arte Cinematografica. Brie, Venice is such a beautiful town. E così bello. Did you go with Carlo, the chef's assistant? No, but he had to go back to work. Oh? Oh, in a way, I was getting a little bored with Carlo, poor dear. <laughs> poor Carlo. Well, at first, I was sorry he had to go back, but then I never would have met Sebastian. Sebastian? Uh-huh. However, before I came to Venice... I couldn't leave Naples because I... Oh, Brie, I had to try an originale Napolitana pizza. It is wonderful. Oh, that's what I heard. Yes, but did you know that you can only choose from three types of toppings on Napolitana pizza? No, I have to admit I did not know that. Oh, yes. You can choose from the margarita with crushed tomatoes, olive oil, basil, and mozzarella. The marinara has crushed tomatoes, olive oil, oregano, and garlic, and the formaggio e pomodoro with cheese, crushed tomatoes, and olive oil. Pizza is serious business in Naples. It's the home of the real Napolitana pizza. There's actually a governing body, La Vera Pizza Napolitana, that oversees the making of it. Wow. There are some rules. Only tipo double zero flour, such as caputo flour, can be used. Only San Marzano tomatoes grown in the rich volcanic soil in the shadow of Mount Vesuvius can be used. Only fresh mozzarella is permitted. The cheese was developed in Naples and has a rich, creamy texture. Fresh herbs, basil and oregano, are key toppings in the making of Neapolitan pizzas. The water used to make the dough must be free of chemicals, and only fresh yeast is permitted. Pizza dough must be made and stretched by hand, no rolling pins allowed. The oven must be wood-fired with the floor of the pizza oven at least five inches thick, and the pizza must cook directly on the oven floor. When cooked, a pizza should be crisp on the bottom but slightly chewy on top. The crust edges should form a rim known as a cornizone, 
and it should have just tinges of a blackened edge. The cheese should be blistered, rising and falling on the surface of the pizza. Oh, Beulah, this sounds truly incredible. Oh, absolutely. So I decided to visit the Pizzeria Brandi, where the original margarita was created over 126 years ago. Sounds like it's right up your alley. If you are referring to alcohol, <laughs> neither of the names referred to are beverages. Actually, Chef Esposito, working at Brandi's, created the pizza for Queen Margarita of Savoy in 1889 in the colors of the Italian flag, red tomatoes, white mozzarella, and green basil. Mm-hmm. Molto bellissimo. How interesting. Oh, yes. Now, Moretti lager or Coca-Cola is great with this incredible dish. However, <laughs> Beulah <clears throat> prefers a lovely clean white wine like a Vernaccia or a Friulano, both citrusy and bold. Or, if you like red wine, then a lovely Sangiovese or a Barbera, which has a cherryish, smoky quality. Mm-mm both of them rustic, clean, and enjoyable with the incredible taste of the crusty, cheesy goodness of the original Napolitana. Oh, this is making me incredibly hungry, and might I add thirsty. Now, Beulah, I have been patient in asking these next questions. Yes? Well, how did you get from Naples to the Venice Film Festival, and who is Sebastian? Well, Sebastian is a producer of one of the films submitted to the festival who happened to be at Brandy's eating the same pizza as I was. He asked if he could buy a bottle of the Sangiovese red wine so we could enjoy the life, as he put it. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, one thing led to another, Bree, and here I am in Venice ready to participate in this fun, festive event with Sebastian. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it, Beulah. <laughs> oh, Bree, I have to go shortly to the screen, and so please post the pizza margarita, the pizza marinara, the pizza formaggio e pomodore recipes, along with the pizza dough recipe, and the amazing beer and wine pairings on my app. Will do, Beulah. I am definitely trying these recipes out. Have fun, and don't do anything I wouldn't do. Too late, Bree. Too late. <laughs> Toodles. Uh, well, folks, another fun-filled, amazing conversation with Beulah Deschamps. I will post the margarita pizza, the marinara pizza, or the formaggio e pomodoro pizza recipes along with the pizza crust recipe, beer, and wine pairings on Beulah's recipe bar. Only found on our downloadable apps on our website, kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. Oh, Jane, your place is really impressive. You've obviously done pretty well for yourself during the past 30 years. Thanks! Yeah, I've been pretty lucky since high school. 
who would have thought we'd run into each other at our reunion and get together again after all this time? I can't believe I'm still as attracted to you as I was when we were seniors. Aw, Kevin, you were always such a charmer. Hey, remember my smooth mood I used to do when we were sitting on your mother's couch together? <laughs> you still remember that? Oh, of course. I'll never forget it. I'd put my arm around you and smell your perfume and then very smoothly move your hair to one side and gently kiss you on the back of your neck. Oh, my God. That used to make my whole body tingle. <laughs> you think it still works after 30 years? I don't know. Why don't you try it? Mmm, I thought you'd never ask. There goes my arm. Mmm, and there's that lovely fragrance. Now, here it comes, my smooth move. I can see the back of your neck and... Ah! Ah! What the hell is that? What? What? what what's what? There's insects all over the back of your neck. Quick, get the fly swatter. Grab the raid. Call the exterminator. Kevin, what's the matter with you? It's just a tattoo. Tattoo? Well, where'd that come from? You didn't have it in high school. Of course not. A lot of things have changed since high school. Well, what kind of tattoo is that anyway? Why would you get a tattoo of insects on your neck? Settle down. Those are not insects. It's hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics? Yes, hieroglyphics. They're ancient Hungarian-Chinese hieroglyphics to match my ancestry. I never heard of Hungarian-Chinese hieroglyphics before. What do they mean? Oh, well, you know, it's just an old Hungarian-Chinese proverb. I never knew there were any old Hungarian-Chinese proverbs. Well, sure. There's a whole book of them. Well, what's this one on your neck? Surely it must be important to you if you went to the trouble to tattoo it on the back of your neck. Why don't you just kiss it? And maybe you'll like it like you did back in high school. I have to know what it says first. I can't just blindly kiss Hungarian Chinese hieroglyphics without knowing what I'm kissing. <sighs> Kevin, you're always a little obsessive. If you must know, it means live long and prosper. Live long and prosper? That's a Hungarian Chinese proverb? I thought it was from Star Trek. No, Star Trek stole it from the Hungarians and the Chinese. Now you gonna kiss my neck or not? Now, uh, let me take a picture and I'll get back to you. No, oh, get out of here. Oh, welcome to Hungarian Chinese School of Ancient Studies. How can we help you today? I want to get some hieroglyphics translated. You guys do that? Of course, that's a specialty. Hieroglyphics originated in Hungary, you know. Ah, oh, what are you talking about, the woman? Everyone knows they were started by my ancestors in China thousands of years ago. Don't listen to Cheng. He gets loopy in his old age. Ha! One of my Chinese brain cells are worth a hundred of your Hungarian cells. Listen, guys, I don't really care where hieroglyphics started. I just want to know what these ones mean so I know if I can kiss them or not. 
Aha, just what I suspected. Your girlfriend has a neck tattoo, right? It seems to be an epidemic among you Americans. Why can't you just eat some nice goulash like Hungarians do? Oh, you stay away from the goulash. It's bad for your digestion. Here, try some wonton. No, I'm not hungry. Can you look at this picture and tell me what these hieroglyphics mean? She said they mean live long and prosper. <laughs> What's so funny? Live long and prosper is from Star Trek. Well, I know that, but she said Star Trek stole it from the Hungarians and the Chinese. Star Trek stole it from the Hungarians. Hungarians stole it from the Chinese. Live long and prosper is ancient Chinese proverb. It shows up in the many fortune cookie. You've been eating too much MSG, old man. Live long and prosper has been in the Hungarian culture since your ancestors were still in diapers. Please, please, just tell me what these hieroglyphics mean so I can get on with my life. Jane's neck is anxiously awaiting my kisses. Hand me the magnifying glass. Ah, uh, hand me secret book of ancient Chinese characters. I'm sure you won't find these characters in that book. They're Hungarian. They are as Chinese as an egg drop of soup. Please help me. Hmm, very interesting. What do you know? What? Do you know? What? Huh. what? What is it? What do these hieroglyphics mean? Tell me. I have to know. <laughs> they don't mean live long and prosper. Oh, your girlfriend have a great sense of humor. Well, don't leave me in suspense like this. Tell me what they mean. Ancient Chinese proverb. A man who eats crackers in bed to wake up a feeling crummy. Are you kidding? Of course he's kidding. It's not Chinese at all. It's Hungarian proverb passed along from mother to daughter. He who has a head of vex must not walk in the sun. Crackers in the bed. Head of vex. Crackers. Vex. Oh, it does. Oh, crackers. it's I think I'm going to stick to kissing on the lips from now on. I was so lucky to come to Ithaca, New York this weekend because they have the porch fests going on. In the background, you hear a group that is singing a cappella. It's just so much fun to listen to. Here they have all sorts of musicians playing on the front porches of homes. And um, we will be listening to two of my favorite groups uh, out of the many that are playing here. One is Jeannie Burns, and the other will be Burns and Christy, uh, who were on my show previously before. So without further ado, we are going to be listening to Jeannie Burns. I gotta stay away from you. And that won't be easy to do. Cause all I want is your kiss. I know the problems in my brain. 
Why do you think they call it dopamine? Well, this burning, it's driving me insane. I've got a hangover of love, and now I'm craving the hair of the dog. Delivery, baby, is in your kiss. I'd like to return this. What is it, sir? It's an automatic shoelacer. I bought it here. Do you have a receipt? No. I can't do anything to help you if you don't have a receipt. But you're the only store that sells this item, so I don't think that not having the receipt should be a problem. Still needs a receipt. Really? You're kidding me, right? Yes, no, really. Is there someone else I can talk to about this? You know, like a manager? Hold on a minute. Mr. Bergstein, I have a gentleman here who's trying to return an item without a receipt. Says it's an automatic shoelacer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll send him right in. He'll see you now, Mr... Keeler. Douglas Keeler. Yes. Yes, Doug. Mr. Bernstein will see you in his office. End of the hall, blue door on the left, just past the restrooms. Don't knock, just walk in. It's Douglas. What is it? My name. Right. But you called me to... Oh, never mind. End of the hall, blue door on the left, just, just past, past the, the restrooms. restrooms. I know. Next! <laughs> Come in. Hi, Mr. Bergstein? Yes, Doug, come in. It's Douglas. What is? Oh, nothing. Please, have a seat. Now, I understand that you're trying to return an automatic shoelacer without a receipt. Yeah, but your store is the only store that sells it. See? It's manufactured by your company and it's got your logo on it. Mm-hmm. 
Look, I just bought it a few days ago and I haven't even used it. All I want to do is return it. Maybe get store credit so I can buy something else. Either way, I don't care. Hmm. These feelings of impulsive non-commitment, confusion, and apathy, were they childhood issues as well? What? Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but... Here, I'm going to show you a series of cards with ink spots on them, and I want you to tell me what you see. Listen, I'm not going to... Oh, hey, that one looks like a giraffe. Interesting. How about this one? That's the 1972 Stanley Cup. Very interesting. That's the year Boston beat the Rangers. I've hated them ever since. Boston, not the Rangers. Mm-hmm. What's the mm-hmm-ing all about? What's the purpose of the... Oh, butterfly! All right, Douglas. Um, Now I need you to close your eyes. Take a deep breath and relax. Think of a place where everything is just as it should be. A place where you feel safe and secure. Where nothing can hurt you. We'll call it your happy place. That's it. Feel the cool, gentle breeze caress your face. Succumb to a fresh, soothing sensation as you dip your shoeless feet into the warm, babbling brook as it passes over your toes. You're starting to... Wake up! What? What? Mr. Keeler, I'm afraid I have some rather bad news for you. I'm going to recommend that you be taken away and committed to an institution until such time that can be determined that you are able to fit back into society. What? It's for your own good, Mr. Keeler. Because I didn't have my receipt? No, it wasn't that. Many people return things without a receipt, and they are considered well-adjusted, productive members of society who are able to carry on the day-to-day activities of a fully functional, normal person. Oh, did I fail your little inkblot test or something? Of course not. With the limited depth of the procedure, even given the fact that you misidentified the giraffe and the butterfly, actually you switched them, you fell well within the margins of what has been determined to be what we call an acceptable pass, and you should be very proud of that, Mr. Keeler. But I... I, I don't get it. What happened? Well, you failed the most basic element of social mores, Mr. Keeler. I what? You knocked. Excuse me? You knocked on my door. Yeah. Well, you were instructed to just walk in. So? Oh, Mr. Keeler, if we were to allow all of humanity to merely act upon their own impulses and behave in a manner that disregards any order and continuity, this world would be a horrible place to live in. And besides, you can't even tie your own shoes. It's a horrible place now. And you're evil. I'm sorry, Mr. Keeler. What are you going to do? Push a button on your desk to send me down a trap door while you ask for one million dollars? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, I am. Uh, except for the one million dollars thing. Ouch! Hey! Hey, let me out! Out! No- nope, shouldn't have knocked. Now, shut up and learn how to tie your shoes. And now, two men we found on the streets claiming they could do one-liners. Monty and Carrie. Hey, Carrie. How's the new lawn mowing business? A little frustrating. It's the only job I know where you get bad reviews for not cutting corners. Hey, Monty. Since when did you start wearing pantyhose? Since my wife found them under the seat of my car. Hey, Carrie. My mother-in-law said she's going to dance on my grave when I die. 
Well, that's a pretty mean thing to say. Not really. I'm being buried at sea. We're going to be listening to another selection from Jeannie Burns. This is a cover tune that Randy Weeks from Austin wrote, but she was lucky enough to have Lucinda Williams cover it on probably her best record, which is uh, Car Wheels on Gravel Road. It's my favorite of the record. Don't you baby one more time Don't make me sit all alone and cry Well it's over I know it but I can't let go I'm like a fish out of water Welcome to Anger Management Class. I will be your teacher as we explore the reasons for our anger and learn how to deal with it in a positive manner. 
So let's start by seeing who's here, shall we? Mr. Martin. Mr. Martin? What? What do you want? Somebody always wants something from me. Why can't everyone leave me alone? No need to scream, Mr. Martin. Why don't you start by telling us why you're here? Some judge told me I had to be here. Well, you must have done something to cause him to do that. No! I didn't do anything. Just a minor road rage incident. Now, Mr. Martin, it would help you and the rest of the class if you could tell us about the road rage incident and explore your feelings. Feelings? I have a feeling I'm going to hate this class. I already hate you, and I really hate that judge who made me come here. Perhaps we'll explore your feelings later, Mr. Martin. Let's see who's next. Miss Desmond, are you here? Of course I'm here. Where else would I be? I do whatever they tell me. I'm just a puppet being manipulated by the powers that be. All my life I've been helpless and powerless to do anything about my miserable existence. Good, Miss Desmond. Tell us more about what brought you here to anger management class. <sighs> well, it, it was nothing, really. My computer at work was running too slow, so I grabbed it and smashed it through the window. And then I picked up a few shards of glass and attacked three of my co-workers, and they deserved it. Wow, my kind of girl. What are you doing after class? Now, let's hold off the group discussion until later. We have one more class member to hear from, Mr. Zumwalt. Yes, dear? Can you tell us why you're here, Mr. Zumwalt? Ah, uh, you know, the usual. The wife and I weren't getting along, so we went to marriage counseling. That wasn't working out, so we went to marriage encounter. That was too stressful, so we just signed up for boxing lessons. Boxing lessons? You mean you and your wife started hitting each other? Yeah, it was fun until she broke my nose. Then I figured, well, anger management class would be a whole lot safer. Well, class, it looks like we have a lot of work to do. We're going to start with our first stress-relieving activity, making meatballs. Meatballs? Is this some kind of test? You want to see how we react to such a stupid suggestion, right? Well, here's how I react. Ah! I'm with him. How am I supposed to manage my anger with meatballs? And what about you, Mr. Zumwalt? Do you have anything to say? Yeah, my wife's meatballs taste like three-week-old roadkill. Good. Good. I think we're making wonderful progress. Now, each of you take your bowl of cold ground beef mixed with raw eggs, sink your hands into it, and make a meatball. This is gross. Yuck. It's just one more insane thing I'm doing because someone higher up on the food chain ordered me to. I wonder if I could hurl this bowl through that window. Hey, can I take my wedding ring off first so I don't get it all slimy? Of course, Mr. Zumwalt. Whatever makes you comfortable. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I can feel that anger slipping away already. I should have taken this thing off a long time ago. Okay, here's my meatball. What am I supposed to do with it? Look at it. Admire your accomplishment. Contemplate what you've achieved despite insurmountable odds. Are you nuts? All I want to do with this meatball is throw it at you. <gasps> hey, now you're talking about something I'm an expert at. Ready, aim, fire! Now wait a minute! You're supposed to be managing your anger. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel a lot better. This meatball therapy works great. Yeah, I haven't felt this good since I smashed the computer through the window. Next time, I'll use meatballs. Hey, anybody need a used wedding ring? 
I don't believe you people understand the true meaning of anger management yet. This vulgar display of hostility is just one more example hey, of... Hey, let's go have a few beers and celebrate our freedom from anger. We'll drink a toast to meatballs. They saved me from going to jail. To meatballs? They saved me from getting fired. Meatballs made me realize that, well, now that I have you guys, I really don't need a wife anymore. Let's go, guys. It's our <laughs> anger management class graduation party. Wait, don't go. I still detect a strong whiff of anger. Get back right here now or I'll punch you all in the face. Whoa, sounds like somebody needs a beer. Care to join us? Yeah, why not? Save me a seat. We are standing outside the porch of Ron and Christy, and they're about to speak, so let's listen to them. Okay, so we're the Burns and Christy band. I'm Terry Burns. This is Ron Christy, the Burns and Christy. Then we are the band. We got Janet Contraccia doing back and focus, a little bit of keyboards. We have Rich DiPaolo. You've seen him in many bands around. Singer-songwriter extraordinary and plays with Tenzin and Mark Berger and my sister, so many people. We got Bill King here. You play with many people. He plays with Tenzin and with Destination. We love the Destination. And Juan Quisty. Juan Quisty. Hi, everybody. He plays with me. That's all that matters. We're going to stop that right here. with sweet salvation while he takes me through the garden of temptation he'll be the perfect combination i'm looking for somebody someone i've never seen Yeah. 
And now, WKBK News presents a special report. Elves Disrupted. This is Mary Mark at WKBK with an exclusive. Let me tell you folks, I've been in this business for 23 years. And honestly, this is the most mystifying report I have encountered. Let us go to our roving reporter, Cornwall Toity, reporting live from Iceland. Cornwall, are you there? Cornwall, are you there? Cornwall? Well, actually, Mary, uh, I'm now in the studio with you. Oh, uh, wait a minute. You were in Iceland just a mere few seconds ago. Yes, well, those elves are a mischievous folk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, So uh, tell me, Cornwall, about the elves and their protest in Iceland against a highway being built by their home. At the edge of the ancient Galgaron lava field, a ten-minute drive outside Iceland's capital city of Reykjavik, a small group of local elves have made camp among the gnarled volcanic rock, protesting the building of a road right through their property. They state that this is a direct threat to their legacy. The Road Builders Association representative Sven de Fly states, The elves need to move to make way for progress. But the head elf chief, Hudafolk, states, Make us move and bad things will happen to you. Bad things always magically happen to you when you mess with an elf. Never mess with an elf. And don't threaten us. Oh, what do you mean, bad things will happen? Is this an act of terrorism, Cornwall? Shh, no, uh, no, uh, you did not say that, Mary. Uh, Shh. What are you talking about, Cornwall? It sounded like a direct threat. <laughs> Mary, <laughs> terrorism? No. Elves are nice people. Uh, they're a nice group of people who like their privacy and keep to themselves. Who are you? My name is Huldafolk, leader of the Icelandic elves. Oh, uh, welcome, Mr. Huldafolk. Can we get you a mochaccino or something? You Americans are so ignorant, but kind. I'll have an espresso, if that's all right. Oh, sure thing. And a bit of sugar. Make it five bits of sugar. Okie dokie. One of the staff members will bring it out in a jiff. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, tell me, Mr. Hudefalk, if you were asked to move for the necessity of this road, uh, then uh, your people would move? Our people? I'm sorry. I mean, elves. We've been peaceful in our ways for centuries, and the surrounding populations agree. Yes, but uh, would you relocate if you were forced to? 
Well, obviously, we wouldn't have a choice. However, in saying that, one would be smarter not to force elves to do anything against their will. Here is your espresso with the five bits of sugar, sir. Thank you, love. Say, you wouldn't have any scones with syrup on you, perchance. Oh, sorry. No, no, we don't, sir. Well, suit yourself. Ah! Oh, my gosh. Wendy, are you okay? Oh, she's okay, but obviously a little clumsy. Uh, well, uh, you said it wasn't wise to force elves to do anything against their will. What would you do? Uh, Mary, I think maybe... Whatever do you mean, Missy? I mean, are you threatening... To lash back at the Icelandic Road and Coastal Administration and the people of Gorobar? Are you saying what I think you're implying? Now, Mr. Hootafolk, she is an American and, <laughs> well, you know how Americans are. Really? Cornwall? Really? Do tell Cornwall what are Americans like, huh? You're a hussy, Mary. Oh, God, did I just say that? Oh, no, 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 I, I, I didn't mean that. You son of a... I apologize for that little momentary setback, but uh, uh, now, Mr. Holdafolk. Mr. Holdafolk? Where did he go? Wendy? Anybody? Did, did you see him leave? He, he just vanished. Poof. <sighs> Well, then we will cut for commercial, and WKBK News will be back with a cute little story about a squirrel and a basset hound. Okay, okay, the meeting will come to order. Gus, will you please read the Pets Anonymous steps? Sure. Number one, we admit we are powerless over our humans. Number two, come to believe that a power greater than our humans can restore us to sanity. Number three, we are entirely ready to understand the defects of character, that of which our humans are born with. Thank you, thank you. Our meeting will now come to order. Are there any uh, announcements for the week? Yeah, um, me. Yes, Daisy? Thanks, Duke. There's a special pause, Pet Against Webcams, a meeting next Sunday by the Hydrant near St. Augustine Church. Um, guest speaker Jake Hughes of the Brown Labrador will speak about the invasion of privacy, what it means to our self-esteem, and personal hygiene. It is an important meeting that I believe as many of us pets should attend. Yeah, we should go. Thanks, Daisy. As we pass along the water dish for your contributions, I open the floor with the following topic. The leash. Is it control or protection? Uh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's bugged me one way or the other. Yes, I would like to comment. Bella, the pocket chihuahua, you have the floor. Thank you, Duke. See, I feel the leash. It is more a protection. 
from the big feet. Since I'm so little, I feel it is good to have the leash. This way, tall people can see the long red rope which holds the collar. The problem, however, that can arise is you do not have the time to linger around the bushes. The humans can be so, uh, how you say, uh, can be so impatient. I agree to a point, Bella. But from my perspective as a bulldog, I can certainly say a leash is good protection. Not for me personally, but for my human. You see, my human is such a klutz. He trips and falls over the smallest of cracks. Plus, he has no sense of direction. So I help him out, you know? I show him where the 7-Eleven is on Park Street and point out the location for Garrison's Deli on the corner of Main and Oak. Then I get some olive loaf and a head rub. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Good, yeah. Uh, I'm a bear doodle, a Burmese mountain dog and poodle. I feel just the opposite. The leash is more control. I am not allowed to go wherever I want, like Mrs. Roa Mookers on 35 Sycamore Road. You know what I'm talking about. The one with the cool creek in the yard and the burrow chipmunk holes. You know what I'm talking about, huh? I don't mind that my human wants to go on the bike trails in the dog parks, but sometimes I I need my space and chill at my own time, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. This is a great chair, pets, a great chair. We got time for one more. Uh, you, the uh, newcomer in the back? Hi, I understand this is an open meeting. That's right, we're all open to pets on Sundays. Yes, yes, that is what I was told. I am Fluffy the Bunny, and I have my Ph.D. in Fluffology. Might I put my two thumbs in? It is not that I am disgruntled, but to me, a leash keeps me from doing my binkies. You know, I love to jump and move my hind feet and just be happy. Especially after I've had bananas. Yeah, but Fluffy, I've seen you doing your binkies, and you binky right into the wall. That is true, Charlie, but it doesn't happen too often. You know, maybe you are right, Charlie. I never thought of it that way, but maybe the leash is my protection. Huh? Well, every pet old and new, it's time to end the meeting. Thank you all for sharing. I hope we all remain humble and learn from our higher power. Please join me by saying the Pets Anonymous Serenity Prayer. Grant me the serenity to chase the things I cannot catch, the courage to chew the things I can, and the wisdom to know when not to bark. Thanks for the great meeting, everybody. See you next week. Again, we're going to be listening to a song uh, from... Ron and Christy. It's a song they haven't sung in a while, apparently, and they're going to be introducing that now. Okay, this goes out to all the kids and all the kids at heart. This goes out to my son, who have sung this to him at night a million times. Christopher Robin and I walked along under branches lit up Posing our questions to Alan Eeyore And our days disappear much too soon So I wandered much further today than I should And I can't seem to find my way back to the wood So help me if you can I've got to get back to the house at Crook Corner by one You'd be surprised there's so much to be done Count all 
What great fun listening to bands live. Thank you for listening to my show. This is Bree Harvey. Well, folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega, my musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. to have you and share our policy. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.